it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And today in 22 minutes, we are going to talk about some really cool things. And Corey, I have a question because I was journaling and I was just thinking when I'm alone and as I'm learning about who I am and maybe, excuse me, I'm sorry, reflecting on my past to who I am currently and my focus into the future, I looked at my hands. Okay. And I was like, what memories come to mind or what do I think of when I see my hands? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I asked you that question and I loved what you shared. So I thought this is so great to talk about it today. So right now, if you guys are able to look at your hands in a safe manner, so if you're you know, driving, please don't do this until later, <laughs> um, but just really look at your hands and be reflective you know, don't be distracted by anything else and just allow the time machine, if you will, in your mind to go back to any stories related to your hands. So I'll start. And everyone knows who's been listening to this, that like one of my most favorite people in the world was my dad. So I love that my first memory with my dad has to do with my hands. Cause I remember when I would hold his hand, even as a child, I thought, Oh, my hands look like my dad's. And I was super proud of the fact that her hands look the same. Mm-hmm. And I had actually shared this story before. And what I love is on my pinky, on my right hand, there's a little bit of a scar. And you can't really see it unless I tell you it's there. Mm-hmm. And it was from an accidental cigarette burn from one of my dad's ashes when he smoked in the car. Mm. And I just, you know, at the time, obviously, I There would be no reason, no rhyme, no justification as to why he hurt my finger. But now, especially that he's not here and I look and I think, oh, that was a good memory because it was with him. Right. Right. Absolutely. So those are the things that we're talking about. What memories do you have? So like I told you before, when I when I look at my hands and again, if you're driving operating on someone flying a plane operating on some yeah please can you imagine if someone took us with them in our surgical room i'm just hey I'm <laughs> please wait till after the surgery wait till after the flight our big machinery right like, yeah don't do that but when i look at my hands what i um remember and reflect on is my days as an athlete and I just always had not abnormally big hands, but bigger hands than most. Um, And people would always point that out. Like, man, like shaking someone's hand, they're like, man, you have some big hands. What do you play? And I'm like, oh, I play everything. I play baseball. Well, I played softball. I didn't play baseball. I was scared to play baseball. I got hit by baseball. And it was traumatic. Wow. Yeah, real bad. Anyway, I played football, played basketball, and so it just reminds me of, you know, me thinking as a child I was going to be an athlete for the rest of my life because I had these big mitts and I was going to use them to to play sports. Love it. Speaking of your hands, when we started dating, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to get a little romantic and Uh-oh. a little kind of here. Go and bring it, girl. <clears throat> but I remember when we held hands and I was like, you know, heart beating fast and just all sorts of nervous. And then I remember when we held hands and you looked down and you said, you know, your hands are so pretty or so cute. And 
they fit right into mine or I'm able to hold your hand comfortably or whatever it was that you said. I said it's a perfect fit. <laughs> it's a perfect fit. And even to this day, I like to ball my hand so it's a fist and put it in the palm of your hand and have you wrap your hand around my hand because it feels protected. Mm. I don't know. It's very comforting. I love your big hands. I didn't know that, but, <laughs> but now I do. Okay. Another memory with hands, and it's going to bring us to our next topic, is I was remembering back in the day before you, Corey, and Kayla was only maybe two years old, and we lived in a small town called Rio Vista in Northern California, and my ex, Chris, who you're good friends with, or friends with, I should say, um, was in the Air Force, right? So back then as a young couple, we had to make ends meet. And so I had no problems applying for temporary jobs. Like it was just whatever job I could do with a young kid, you know, and based on our schedule. So during the day, I picked up this temporary job for an auto parts store and we had to take the parts out of the old box because they changed their marketing and they were using new boxes. So right. by the end of the day, I get like box cuts on my fingers and all that. Immediately after that job, I'd go to Subway and eat fresh and make sandwiches for people. <laughs> and so when you dipped your hands, even in the plastic glove, right, the pepperoncini or pickle juice, it would like burn your box cuts on your fingers. And it was just a memory like, wow, the jobs that I've had and where it's led to this point. So it's opened up a conversation about jobs because here recently we just had a wonderful announcement as if where we work doesn't already take care of the employees there, but we are having this new kind of funding and I had never heard about it, but it's for wellness. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's a certain amount of money that you can spend that you're literally not really spending because you get reimbursed for it or it comes out of an account. And these are things that promote your wellness. So a gym membership, um, reimbursements for different things like your learning. And I don't want to misquote anything because I was going to say for your hair and your nails, but I don't think that's a thing there. I can't remember what's <laughs> on the list, but either way, the list goes on and on and on. And yeah, they're, they're trying to find ways to give money back to you right. for, for your living expenses and, and being better about things for yourself. Yeah. And so we may not have always had a job or a career in a company like where we're at today. So we took, um, you and I took a road trip down memory lane. Yes, we did. On our jobs. And we're almost 50. So there's been a lot of years of experience there, work experience. Yeah, a lot of jobs. Yeah, a lot of jobs. And I just said, I've always been blessed where I've worked. Um, as far as like people who have mentored me, brought me up. Um, allowed me to build on my work ethics and my integrity and stuff like that. And then some jobs that maybe were like, oh, wow, this is a little sketchy, right? Yeah. And I think you have some really good stories. I had no idea that, I mean, you and I started working at about the same age, right? like six, 15, 16 years old. Yep. And whereas my first job experiences were really good, soup plantation, which I'm so bummed out about because soup plantation closed during COVID. Yeah. 
But another one Aww. of our, our favorite restaurants, well, not favorite, but one of the first restaurants I ever took you to closed during the pandemic and then it reopened, which was Sundowners. Oh, that's right. We just saw that the other day. Yes. They're like, thought she had us down, but we're rising back up. There you go. We got to visit that place because good memories there. But anyways, back to work. And, you know, just thinking about all the different jobs that we had that led us to this point. Corey, what was like, aside from where we're at currently, what was the best job you think you've had? So the best job I, I thought I had was a part-time job that mm-hmm. I wish was full-time. And I was working for, working for FedEx. That was one of the jobs that I really liked a lot. Um, never any tension, never any drama. I mean, it was just straight nice. to the point. And a lot of uh, perks and benefits that I thought were pretty good, like they always really took good care of us um, during the holiday seasons. They, all, they came up with ways for us to make extra money, like if we were on time with the flights, Getting out, uh, they would give us a bonus. So it was just a really nice place to work mm-hmm. for me, me personally. Because, and I say that because I, I've had other jobs that I thought were bad jobs, but other people thought were great. So I don't know how everybody else's experience was with um, Federal Express or FedEx, but mine was a very memorable one. And I lost that job to some unfortunate circumstances. And, uh, Always regretted it, but I never tried to go back because I wasn't trying to relive something that I couldn't get back. I just wanted to enjoy the moment that I had when I was there. Yeah. I love that you said no drama. No drama. Yeah. And so that sounds like one of the things that you really enjoy or look for in a a job or career. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. What's on your list of must-haves for an employer? Must-haves. And and I'll start with this one, and I I have to expound just a little bit, um, but I can't get low balled. You got to pay me what I'm worth, and when I say what I'm worth, what what is what's in market value worth? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been low balled all my life. FedEx mm-hmm. probably was one of the jobs that started us out in very competitive wages, but every other job I've worked has found a way to either low ball the pay not offer benefits, not not give you uh, proper time off or sick pay. It was always something to definitely benefit the company and hurt you if you ever had any unfortunate circumstances. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say where we are right now, that is not a factor. They're constantly working to bring us up to market value pay. Their benefits are phenomenal, like, Phenomenal. Yeah, it's unbelievable how yeah. good the benefits are. Um, there, there, there could be drama. Um, there was drama, but a lot of that is subsiding, and mm-hmm. the team is working uh, profusely to minimize that drama now. So it's it's a very, but yeah, nice. that, that's that's number one. Number two, and it's only two things, so I, I don't have this long list. Um, <laughs> no drama, and pay me what I'm worth. Wow, you're simple. Yeah. And I think that's important. Um, As we work for a company that just keeps giving and giving and giving, I think we can take those things for granted. And so when you go back to the days of old or the days of when we were younger and what we went through, that's what I hold on to. Like if I'm having somewhat of a bad moment 
at work and I'm bringing my own drama, let's just say, um, I just go back to the days before. <laughs> it's like, yeah. girl, get it together. Right? Snap, snap out, of <laughs> out of it and do this. Yeah. Right? So for I agree with you, Glory. The pay is important. Benefits are critical. I love to a place where they promote your learning and they want to see you develop and grow. Right. That for me is so important. And last but not least is just the ability to have conversations and, and none that uh, I don't want to say be heard because it, uh, sadly enough, I think people misuse that term too and, and take it for granted and sometimes abuse that. Right. right. So it's just having the honest conversation about what is real, where we're going, how we can get there and how, how can I get involved in that? Right. So anyhow, we had some really, really good memories of when we were younger working. And then it led us to this, this question for anyone listening is who have been your mentors and how have they showed up for you? And like, what impressed you about them? What made you stronger or better or develop in your career because of them? And so, of course, for me, this became this like major journaling thing and a total page to add to my gratitude journal. And I can I can make a list. And I just remember at the time, a lot of these people at the time that things were happening I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. Right. <clears throat> so for me, what's important in a mentor is someone who knows me, who knows my gifts, my abilities, my talents, and my skills, what my passions are, right. and can work with me accordingly. And they push me to be better, push me because they know I can do it. Meanwhile, supporting that push as well, right. you know? Um. So man, I don't I don't want to make a list because I don't want to miss anyone. But if you have a mentor currently, man, stay plugged in. Stay plugged in. If you see someone who's doing something the way you think it should be done or it's just um it's impactful, it's influencing, it's elevating, like plug in. Yes, I, I agree 100%. Um, I'm a little bit different. Um, I'm actually hiring for mentors right now. Um, oh, <laughs> you're so cute. If you're available and you have a good... Uh, Mentor wanted. Yeah, are men you paying them? Um, no. Yes. You are. Yes. With my success is your payment. There you go. But um, I, I, had, I have a very limited list of people that mentored me when it comes to career and work and so mm. forth. And that that's, it's, it's hard to say, as you can tell, I'm struggling, Yeah, but um, I had to mentor myself. I had to teach myself. I had to learn myself on, on work ethic. And I, I seen it. I, I watched my dad go to work every day. I watched my step grandfather go to work every day and retire and all that good stuff. But there was no, map laid out before me there was nothing written down mm. there was no guidelines to follow i just had to see what they did and hopefully i got it right and you just shouldn't have to hope that you get it right you should know if i do this i'm gonna get it right you know i, I talk about um the wealth of yesteryear to the wealth of today and how the wealth was passed down so like back in the day uh let's say a a, a 
um, military person gets out of the military and they have some type of retirement and they buy some land, that land would then uh, accumulate equity Mm -hmm. and then they would be able to to get money out of that land and not even take money, you know, as a loan and build their child or their whoever, loved one, a house. And then that house would, would go to that person and you would be able to do the same thing. That that wasn't something that I was taught as a child. I had to learn this at a, a much yeah. later age in life. Um, the importance of of credit being established properly wasn't right. taught to me. I mean, I, I think I heard them talk about credit maybe once or twice, but it wasn't about good credit. It was about how bad the credit was. Um, and and then there's other things, you know. And and people listening to this may say, "Well, wow, those are bad bad parents." No. Those were parents that had a set of circumstances that they were working with and they were only able to teach what they knew. I myself grew into a whole nother set of knowledge and understanding of how to navigate parenthood and teach to my children. Unfortunately, um, that happened on my own. So that's why the mentorship is, is lacking in that. And I, I'm sorry I went into that deep story, but I just really wanted to paint a picture that people could understand and they can either relate to or or say, you know what, I don't want to go that route. I want to do it differently. Right. That's real talk because I think sometimes people don't know or forget that everyone comes from a different walk of life. Yeah. And so we take for granted the things that, we could have been raised with, and that's the importance of credit, how to maneuver this. And if you're being treated unfairly at work, how to speak up on it instead of just take it because at least you got a job. Right. Right. And so, wow. I mean, first your vulnerability in that and you guys, I promise Corey is a good mentee. So here's something that I wanted to share, Corey, you've, recently experienced the joys of having a coach and some people have always grown up with a therapist or a coach of some sort. Yeah. And so we miss out on that. I think there's something that you miss out on too in life when you don't have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things. Yeah. And I don't want to assume why, like n- no one reached out and said, I want to mentor this person, whether it be directly or indirectly, right? Because when you have a career, your career, or when you have a purpose in life, it becomes more than just a paycheck. It it should be about the lives that you touch and how you make an impact and how you can help. That's so important. And so if by now you and I, have not mentored or influenced in a positive manner, I would be like, let's sit down and talk about, you know, what we're really doing here. Right. And so I don't know if you're serious about hiring a mentor. Oh, no. Not, <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination. No, I'm, I'm doing fine now. Good. <laughs> I, I think everyone I just can want kinda, everyone to know that Corey is okay. I think everyone can kind of see he might be okay. He's doing yeah. better for himself. But, you know, just that young struggle, that young mindset mm. was was tough for me, uh, not having that. You know what? And we worked with youth, and so our hearts and passion, a lot of it is for the youth and young people. And I've always said this. In fact, I have some brilliant young people that I get to work with. 
And I plug into them as much as possible because I learned so much from them. And at the same time, where I see them now and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you were in such an amazing place to be. And I can only imagine, and I'm mind blown at where you're going to be at my age. Right, right. And if I could just have a glimpse, a piece of mentoring, a piece of advice, a piece of role modeling. Sometimes mentoring doesn't mean you're having one-on-ones and all that stuff. It's leading by example, right? So I think, man, this was good. I'm glad where it went because elevation in this way is every day your actions are speaking loudly to someone. And so today the thought is, is what are your actions? How, when you show up, what messaging are you giving those around you? And if you are able to mentor someone, Corey, you've, you said it so wonderfully how important it is and how much you missed out on by not having a mentor at a young age. Yeah. Be a mentor. Elevate someone. That's what I plan to do, and that's what I've been doing. Oh, you are an awesome mentor. I see it all the time with people in band, people that, you you know, new relationships we're building in business. And and that's the feel-good kind of work. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of work that you can't put a dollar amount on. It's just something that you, like, celebrate. It's like, yes, this is what I was meant for. So here's to passion in your work. And thank you to everyone who's mentored me, who should have mentored Corey. <laughs> We're still <laughs> thankful for you. And you know us that take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every